Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Welcome. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and you're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, training, and development. Our last podcast, we had Josh Muir, who's one of the executives at Recall Max. During that first podcast, I hope he enlightened our listeners as much as he enlightened me. The analytics and the statistics and the information he's given, what an average solo practice loses by inefficient recall is astounding. I want to thank our sponsors, Henry Schein, Vocal, and Patterson Dental. And I'd like to introduce Josh. Josh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and Recall Max, and let's get this thing rolling. Great. Thank you, Dr. Coughlin. And thanks again for having me. Who I am, for those listeners that may have listened to the first one, you know the long history. I come from uh, several medical fields prior to coming into the dental space. I've been in optometry and audiology. I came to dentistry uh, through Dental Corp, one of the largest DSOs in the Canadian market. I was a director of practice development with them shortly before coming to Recall Max. I've been here for five years. Recall Max was born out of a consultancy. We've been in the dental space for 30 years. Our founder, Ron Barsati, is a dental consultant and knows the space quite well. We came to market as a technology company about 10 years ago when we developed the Recall Max and Recall Max Pro or Enterprise as it exists today. And we've been refining it over the last decade, continuously enhancing it to meet the demands of the current dental market. Well, Josh, in our previous podcast, we focused on more the solo practitioner and the systems that Recall Max had instituted. And I'm paraphrasing here, and you can correct me, but it was astounding to me that 
through Canada and the United States, it's estimated that approximately 50% of our patient base is lost in cyberspace or uh, lack of efficient and effective recall. And that can equate up to about $125,000 per practicing doctor or dentist each clinical year. Not to mention that what particularly interests me is the fact that with all the technology we have out there, your company is almost anti-technology and that your data through various studies, I believe there were 37 practices studied, and out of the 650 or 60,000 recall visits that were done automatic or by automation, only about 7% rescheduled. Whereas when that personal phone call was made, that number jumped to close to 37 to 42%. And that tells me that you and your company and your analytics can certainly help not just the solo practice, but the group practice. Expound on how your enterprise system differs from your solo practice software systems. Yeah, great question. So at the practice level, if you take a DSO and separate it out into the individual practices, for all intents and purposes, it's the same. The desktop utility is the exact same. How we function, how we guide the practices and how to utilize the toolbox that we've got for them is the same. But where the enterprise platform differs is the visibility in our analytics. And this is something that... You know, we know there's a lot of analytic platforms out there, a lot of great ones, you know, the Jarvis's and the Dental Intel's of the world. Where we differ is we narrow the focus of our analytics to speak specifically to the activities surrounding the recall and hygiene opportunities and treatment opportunities in the practice. What's on our books today that we can schedule? Who are the patients across our network that can come back today? that are a month overdue, seven months overdue, 12 months overdue, that our group, our practices can tap into and pull back in today. We look at a percentage of our active patients that are unscheduled, a percentage that are doing late, the percentage across our network that are missing and canceling. You know, those pieces of data are so critical to the growth of your existing practices that that's all we focus on. We don't want to deviate. We don't want to look at collections and billings and production by provider by hour. We want to look at what can we do today to grow our business. That's what our analytics show, the networks that use our enterprise platform. So you can see an aggregate view of all the opportunities across your group. And then you can drill down to region and drill down to practice level. And it's it's one of those things that... You know, if you task, if, you've, if you're running a group of 50 practices and Dr. Coughlin, you've run and bought and run and sold and, and, and currently run four practices, you've run many more than that, you know that even running one practice is a challenge. If you've got a regional that's running five or 10 practices, wouldn't it be super effective if you can highlight to them in real time what practices are struggling from a scheduling perspective and where they need to focus their efforts in time? That would be something... And that is something that no one else offers. That's kind of our secret sauce. 
Well, I have a, a consulting business, Ascent Dental Solutions, and that's part of this podcast. And I can tell you every practice that I've evaluated, myself included, I don't want to come across as someone who has all the answers and has solved all the problems. I have the same problems and same issues that all of our listeners have, sometimes uh, significantly more so because of the size of my operations. But the recall systems over and over again are horrendous. And uh, on our last podcast, you sort of summarized it in there's a lack of consistency. Uh, Mary or Bill uh, at, at the administrator level might really go at it for a couple of days to a couple of weeks, but then you notice the same fundamental problems reoccur, either because there's a lack of emphasis or because there's a, a safety net, like it looks like your schedule's filled for the next month so I can take a little vacation. And you mentioned you wake up thinking about recall, you go to bed thinking about recall. It's a 24-7 a day an hour job to uh, resolve these recall issues. Am I on target with that? And am I steering our listeners in the right direction when I say something like that? Yeah, bang on. You know, consistency is the key in recall. The moment we take our focus off of nurturing our existing patient base, we're in trouble. When we decide to focus more heavily on new patient acquisition, and kind of forsake or or put those other patients kind of in 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 the in the back of the cupboard, we start to lose them. We're spending three hundred and fifty dollars to acquire a single patient. At a group level, that's a significant cost. If you're expecting to grow five percent new patients a month, the challenge is this: if you're growing at five percent, but ignoring recall and attrition is at ten percent, you're at a five percent net loss in your patient. So you have to have both. You have to grow on the new patient side, but you have to close the back door across your organization. You have to institute policies, procedures, protocols related to excellence in care. And part of that is a locked up, buttoned down approach to managing recall. And it's more important than ever that not not just consistency in the industry, but if you're a group practice, you need to have consistency across your, your practices. No matter if you're an acquisition or a green, uh, greenfield type of uh, DSO or group practice, you need to create consistency and hold people accountable to the reaching out and engaging their patients. Josh, through your company, Recall Max, there are analytics and data. What do you feel is the number one reason that these clients don't keep their appointments, cancel last minute. By definition, for me anyways, a broken appointment is Mr. and Mrs. Smith didn't even give you 24 hours. There was generally no call, no text message. They just didn't show. Uh, The last minute cancellation means Mr. and Mrs. Smith at least gave you the courtesy and called, but you really only had 24 to 48 hours to refill that either hygiene or doctor spot. What is their main reason? Is it laziness? Is it fear? Is it finances? What's the the reason? Is it just the culture that's going on today? What's your data and analytics show us that maybe you can share with the listeners? You know, our our analytics don't speak to the reasons for canceling. That would be anecdotal. But I, I will say this. We saw a sharp increase in missed and canceled appointments throughout the pandemic. And when we talk to 
the many practices within our network, the consistent themes of today's missed and canceled, short notice canceled appointments are, yes, fear, but not from a dental perspective, from the perspective of, is it safe to come into this practice? Are they practicing COVID protocols? You know, is everyone there vaccinated? What have you? I'm not going to open that can of worms, but there's a fear associated. And there's COVID symptomatic patients that are continuously canceling. And we've seen a sharp increase in patients that cancel because of symptoms. Prior to the pandemic, I would say that the, the largest factors for patients canceling is, is cultural. You know, are they paying attention to the reminders? We're a firm believers. We are firm believers in that same day appointment reminders, regardless of if the appointment's been confirmed or not, are a must. You know, send that confirmation out. And if your patients don't have a method by which to engage them electronically, call them the day of two hours prior to remind them. You know, any engagement you can have day of is going to safeguard your practice against those cancellations. I know during my consulting business and training, I focus on the motivators. And in my opinion, the motivators are usually fear, money, and sex. And what I mean by that is some people are motivated by money and by missing those recall or doctor appointments or combination of both, it can cost Mr. Mr. Smith an unnecessary amount of money. In other words, a, a, a restoration is going to be significantly less expensive than an extraction or a root canal. So we try to motivate Mr. and Mrs. Smith through a financial means when we feel that that's their primary motivator. When we find that people are fear, you just know that type of person, they're white knuckled in the chair, they're hesitant, uh, they're just nervous, uh, whether it's anxiety, a combination of lack of knowledge, you focus in on each appointment that's missed. Not only is your appointment going to be more difficult, more costly, but potentially more uncomfortable. And we try to focus in on that. And then, of course, obviously, if you're not taking care of your oral health, your physical health suffers and uh, your smile suffers. And we try to go with motivators. But you sort of answered in your own way that those are all anecdotal. They're not really exact sciences or driven. In your last podcast, you talked about the cost of roughly $350 to bring in a new client. And your recall max has systems of roughly $395 to $400 a month to get a much more efficient and successful recall system. Can you talk a little bit about your group practices and the ranges, if there's such a thing, for that different program for our listeners that may have uh, multiple locations? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we have a sliding scale, Dr. Coughlin, and it's based on the number of locations that are on board with us. Uh, The tiers start at four locations to nine locations, 10 locations to 30 locations, 30 locations to 75, 75 to 150. And then our elite pricing is 150 locations and above. And the pricing slides significantly up to the elites or slides down significantly up to the elite size organizations. So your company really has something for pretty much everyone if they're interested in improving the bottom line, not only the financial bottom line, but also I think sometimes people who are not keeping their appointments are spending time and money unnecessarily because these problems could have been intercepted and perhaps resolved in a simpler, more efficient manner. 
when you do something like this, uh, a client, Dr. Smith or Dr. Jones calls you up from the signing on, how long does it take to actually implement this? A solo practice, eight days from the day they call us and say, let's go to the day they go live. It's eight days for groups. We, and here's a big concern, Dr. Coughlin, for the groups listening, the, the, the big cost to groups these days is not the cost of our program. It's the cost of implementation. Do I have the resources and the manpower to institute a change like this in my group? And the answer is simply yes. We do all the heavy lifting. We have an implementation team, a client success team, an onboarding and support team, a training team. We have so many divisions to support the success of the growth. We can launch a group of 25 practices in two weeks from the date they sign to the date they go live. Everyone in the organization trained, regionals abreast on what is required of them from an analytics perspective, assessing the dashboard, all practice managers trained on the the solo level dashboard. We can have the entire org of that size up and running in two weeks, a group of 50, we can have up and running in four weeks. And of course, I mean, the larger DSOs, they like to separate out their launch and kind of um, separate by division or state. And and we accommodate whatever's really needed by that group. But we're a highly effective and efficient organization. You will not call us and, and be, you know, put on hold or delayed a response by days. We get back to every interested client the day of, the next day, and we have you launched in the time that works well for your organization. Josh, your company is clearly offering services and benefits to the dental profession that I think is sorely needed. On your analytics again, is there a certain cookie cutter textbook approach that you start one week before, three days before, one day before, two hours before? What is that system of reaching out for that personal phone call to make sure we reduce those last minute cancellations and broken appointments? Is is there a set standard that your company has found works best? Yeah, for sure. On the hygiene and recall side, we our, our advisement and based off our consultancy is a two-week confirmation, a one-week reminder, a two-day reminder, and a day of reminder. And of course, if the patient doesn't confirm at the furthest out reminder, we send them an unconfirmed message at one week and then an unconfirmed message at two days. It's all in the verbiage for the patient. Hey, you're still unconfirmed. It's two days prior. But then we guide the practices that monitor what's happening. We show them in real time patients that are confirming and patients that have not confirmed. And our guidance is that, look, if you've got 50 patients that are a week out still not confirmed and they've opened the message because we give visibility to whether it's been opened or not, you need to reach out and engage those patients one week out. Same goes for two days out, three days out. Does your company recommend that if they have it, they've opened it up so they've clearly seen the message, but they haven't responded at two weeks, one week, and two days, is that when you recommend that that be refilled by a short list of someone who has responded so that that appointment time is not left open? What's the cutoff date where you say, hey, look, we've reached out now four times. We haven't got a confirmation. It's time to cut our losses and fill that slot with someone else. 
Yeah, for sure. At the two week and the one week, you give them a phone call. If they don't pick up at the two day or the three day, you can determine what reminder you want, two or three days. If you're unsuccessful at two or three days, you notify the patient that the the appointment will be moved. You're going to cancel the appointment. You haven't heard from them. And I would, I would advise refilling that appointment at that time. It would be unwise to just continuously reach out through technology and phone calls unsuccessfully and then let that appointment just keep it on the schedule without replacing it. It would be my advisement to fill that appointment two to three days before if there's been several unsuccessful attempts to confirm. So now this Mr. or Mrs. Smith, who we've reached out three or four times and has not, what happens to them? Do they get recycled and they're reached out again? When is the cutoff where your company says, look it, we've done our best and for whatever reason, uh, we're getting no response. Yeah, when we're talking due and late patients that we're just notifying that they're overdue and late, we want them to schedule an appointment. We have a contact frequency that we recommend. So we recommend that within the first month of being overdue, we, and by the way, we're sending digital messages out in, in a specific cadence, one month prior, one month after, and then we've got a frequency that we follow from a digital perspective. But we encourage you to layer personal engagement. So you contact them once in the first 30 days, once in the next 60, once in the 60 after that, and then 90 days, and then 90 days. So it goes 30, 60, 60, 90, 90. And we find that that's a very effective rhythm of engagement for a patient. Because the more overdue they are, the less often you're going to need to reach out. The likelihood of them scheduling is much lower than someone that uh, has just recently become overdue. So we do throw in contact frequency and contact priority into our lists, and we manage those lists automatically. So if you've engaged Dr. Coughlin and let him know he's overdue for his hygiene appointment, and you mark that off on our list, we will hide Dr. Coughlin until the practice needs to re-engage him. So we've created a lot of logic into our toolbar that helps guide that interaction. Well, Josh, I can't thank you enough again for your time, your expertise, and most of all for what your company is doing for our profession. I think for practicing dentists, administrators out there trying to run their dental offices, I believe everyone would agree the last minute cancellations, broken appointments, unscheduled doctor's appointments are not a huge not only a huge drain financially, but they, they knock the morale down. No one likes to sit around and see empty space. It's just, uh, it's a morale destroyer. Your company seems to have found that magic bullet clearly from the data and the information that we've gleaned from you and your company. You're a huge support to our profession, and I commend you and your team for their excellent work. Can you spend a few minutes and tell our listeners how they can reach out to you and your company if they'd like to consider the free demo and some of the promotions that you have at this time? Absolutely. So uh, a few methods of engagement. Please visit recallmax.com. You can schedule a demo online on, our, on one of our web to lead forms. You can contact us at sales at recallmax.com via email or give us a call at 1-800-651-8603. One other method, and I didn't mention it in the first podcast, it just came to mind. We are in attendance at, at 
the majority of the ADOM events throughout uh, this coming year, we will be there. We'll have a presence there. We will be at the majority of the DSO conferences. We will be in Nashville at the Tech Summit this week. And so any event that you're at that has vendors in attendance, be sure to look for Recall Max. We will be there. Well, Josh, thank you again so much. I can tell you I've done probably over 200 podcasts, and this really affects our bottom line. And I commend you and your team again. Thank you so much. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, owner of Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, development, and training. A special thanks to our guest today, Josh Muir, who's the executive for Recall Max. Reach out to him. I think he can help my practice, and I know he can help yours. I want to thank our sponsors, Patterson Dental, Henry Shine, and Vocal. Thanks again, everybody. I look forward to talking to you in the near future. Have a great evening. Thank you now. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.